Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Matt St. Jean here. Uh, welcome to the Pats Nation podcast presented by FanDuel here on CLNS. What a strange night and a strange ending in New England as the season starts with back-to-back games that really felt like the same game replayed over again. Patriots dropped to 0-2 to start the season for the first time since 2001. They fall 24-17 to at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. Bill Belichick still winless against Tua Tagovailoa. Um, a frustrating, painful, a brutal loss. And there's a lot, a lot to go over here. Um, I think it has you, you have to start with the ending after what we just witnessed. Patriots defense gets a gets a stop. You get a missed field goal. And for the second time in as many weeks to start this season, the Patriots have the ball needing a touchdown to, in this case, tie the game. Last week, it was win the game. Offensive line can't hold up. Mac Jones gets sacked. They create something out of nothing. And, you know, you get close to a first down for that fourth down play. Mike Gesicki making something happen. Gesicki makes a catch there on fourth down. Laterals it to Cole Strange. He makes the best play by an offensive lineman in New England since Dan Connolly in 2010. And it gets reviewed and they're saying he came up short. I can't tell based on that replay if he got it or not. I think based on the rule of cool, anything like that should stand and you let it play if it's that close. Um, But I don't make the rules. The refs say he was short, so he's short. And that's the ball game. Um like I said, very frustrating night. Um, as you guys may have noticed, no Pat Lane here with me tonight. He's uh, he's at the game. I can only imagine what he's going to say when we do our show on Wednesday and we get to hear his his opinions, his takes from inside the stadium. But uh, a long, frustrating night in New England in another one of these close, winnable games that also felt completely out of reach. Um Seems like that's where the Patriots have been living since the end of the Brady era. And, you know, when you have Tom Brady, these games become wins. You don't have Tom Brady and um, it gets a lot tougher. That's not on Mac Jones. That's on on everything that's going on here. But frustrating, frustrating, frustrating game. Um, And I think there's a lot of good reasons for tonight's loss and a lot of legitimate explanations for why tonight's loss happened. But at a certain point, you just got to turn these games into wins, get back-to-back home games against good teams to start the season. You got to win one. 
Your next game is on the road. Yeah, the Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore, but that defense is good. After that, you're playing a Cowboys team that I don't think anybody wants a part of right now. And, you know, you're you're looking at a tough start to the season because you couldn't pick up this win. So let's let's go through this from the jump. Um, and we'll kind of pick off, pick up where we left off on Wednesday after our last show, because you know, you preview this game. You talk about playing the Miami Dolphins and Tyree Kill, and it's, hey, Pats have as good a chance as anybody in the country because you got Jonathan Jones. He's the guy who can you know match up with Tyree Kill. And as of Wednesday, when Pat and I did our last show, that looked to be, yet again, the case. Jonathan Jones goes down with an injury. Patriots were already down Jack Jones. He's on injured reserve. Jonathan Jones goes down with an injury on, I believe, Thursday. And limited in practice, no show in practice on Friday. He couldn't play tonight. We talked about the offensive line. Trent Brown, concussion out. City so concussion out. So really tough injury luck. The flip side, Michael Wenu back. We're going to be talking about that one here. Cole Strange, back. Devontae Parker, back. So, you know, you get a little bit of a trade-off. I see Gary here in the comments. Where's Pat? He's at the game. Our options were I'm doing a, a live show immediately after. Or we're not going live until around one in the morning. So he said, uh, he said, I'm, I'm handling this one. Um, you'll be, you'll be hearing from him on Wednesday. He'll get his thoughts then. So that was kind of the, the injury situation coming into tonight. One of the things I, I, I kind of had on my mind, just looking at the corner room uh, for any Patriots fans that remember the 2004 Patriots and have seen the America's game that year about how they went into that game in St. Louis, down a bunch of corners, knowing that if one guy got hurt, Troy Brown was in at corner. That's kind of how it felt here for the Patriots. Marcus Jones gets hurt pretty quickly. All three Joneses out. I think you're hard-pressed to find any any NFL team that's going to successfully cover this Miami offense down your second, third, and fourth best corner. So I'm going to put that out there to kind of talk about the the – performance that the Patriots defense put on tonight we'll go back we'll go back to the beginning of the game and walk through what happened here Patriots get the ball to start move the ball nice they're they're getting yards it's an improvement from where we are last year and you get a bad play from Cole Strange he hasn't he hasn't played he hasn't practiced he's been working his way back so he makes a mental error on that first drive sets you back you can't recover you give the ball away Miami moves the ball down the field but the Patriots defense stops, hold them to three. You're feeling good at that point. And this is in some ways exactly where the team was against Philadelphia last week. You you hold them to three on their opening drive after they march down the field. And you feel like, all right, we got a win there. We held them to three, and now we can build off of it. And the offense does. They move the ball down the field again. Things feel great. Demario Douglas makes a great play, gets open, makes stuff happen after the catch. And then fumbles it. It's the second straight week where you get that early turnover that really kills you, especially when you're moving the ball. Um, this team has had five five first quarter possessions so far in the season, two fumbles, two punts, and a pick six in those. You just can't have that. And, you know, one of the fumbles in that pick six happened on drives where they're really moving the ball and it looked like they were going to score on them. So you fumble, Miami goes down and scores. And Right off the bat, you're down 10 nothing, and that kind of set the tone here. Uh, a lot of the post-Brady era has been trying to dig yourself out of a hole that you put yourself in. 
and here they are yet again. And it's, I mean, it's Demario Douglas. He's a rookie and Bradley Chubb made a fantastic play. It's, it's tough to blame Douglas too much because it was a nice play by Chubb, but at the same time, it can't happen. He didn't see the field after that. It just can't happen. Um, and that made it frustrating. I mean, you, you, you go down 10, nothing to Miami right away. An offense as good as what the dolphins bring to the table. You, you don't want to play catch up. And the team did, you know, bounce back. You get a field goal there before the half, and, and you think we can make this a one-possession game, and the defense can't hold. And I think this was one of the, the issues. I, I thought the defense made some really nice plays tonight. The defense wasn't bad. Defense isn't why you lost this game. But the defense, you know, it, it's it's not at full strength, and you could tell. You've got Miles Bryant and Sean Wade out there playing big minutes. And, and people know I'm a Miles Bryant defender, and I thought he played very well tonight. You do not want Miles Bryant you know, playing 60 snaps in the game trying to cover Jalen Waddell. That's not a that's not a winning strategy, and that's not his fault. Uh, he gets put in that position because you got three guys named Jones at corner, and none of them are on the field. They're all hurt. So that's going to be something you got to monitor. Jack Jones seems like he's out through October. Jonathan Jones, we don't know the severity of his injury, but he obviously couldn't play tonight. And Marcus Jones, we're going to be waiting to find out exactly what's going on there. Uh, but I, I don't know what this defense is going to look like if all three of those guys are missing serious time. And I, I don't know how many defenses are going to play well with three guys as good as those guys missing serious time. So a uh, frustrating situation. That's the that's the theme tonight. Lots of, lots of stuff like that going on. So that gets you to the end of the first half where – you know, I credit to Mike McDaniel. That touchdown that the Dolphins scored before the half was brilliantly drawn up to get the matchup that they wanted. Tyreek Hill is very good at what he does, and they executed. And, you know, Miami goes into the half up 17-3. to And just, just like last week, you get down early, you, you got the turnovers, and the mental toughness kicks in, and you come back. This is not a, as Patriots could have kind of thrown in the towel here in the second half and not not made an effort uh, It is a tough position to be in, but no, they gutted it out and they came back. And that's, I think what's making this so tough right now that it's very clear. The Patriots aren't a bad team. They competed with the Eagles. They competed with the dolphins, both of those games through injury and through some bad turnovers and really bad plays all over the place. But when you make those bad plays all over the place, and you got bad turnovers at a certain point. That's just who you are. It's only game two, maybe for the rest of the season. That's not going to be the case, but through a two-game sample size, that is what's going on. Um, it's a Miami offense that's very hard to defend. I thought Tua did a really good job of getting the ball out quickly. Patriots' pass rush didn't have much of uh, an opportunity to make an impact on this game because they were able to get guys open very easily. Uh, a lot of that's, you know, you got two guys as talented as the receivers the Dolphins have. That's going to be the case. But you look at that second half. Patriots played much better football and came roaring back. You know, the defense kicks into gear. Um, the offense actually starts moving the ball and making things happen. And Christian Gonzalez, man, if there's, we don't, we're not giving away game balls for a loss, but if we're giving away game balls, Christian Gonzalez gets one. He gets the pick. Uh, the Patriots got a little bit lucky with the touchdown they got before with some of the officiating on it, but they don't call it. Then there's no penalty. So touchdown before that to, to cut into the deficit, Christian Gonzalez gets the pick. And I think this is where things got really, again, frustrating. You get that big play to swing the momentum and 
the offense, you know, you immediately give up a sack. You just can't have that. Uh, this offensive line is not playing well right now. And we'll talk through all the positions there, but these guys are not playing well right now. They did not have a good night against the Miami defense that was not good at all last week. And you can't do anything out of that possession. Give the ball back with Miami in better field position than they had before, and it turns into a one-play touchdown draft. And that's those are the kinds of swings. It's not a turnover, but it feels like a turnover. You, you force Miami to throw a pick, and it turns into a negative play for yourself. Uh, you can't do that. Um, and just uh, that's how the night went. In credit to the offense, Mac Jones, for staying in it. And you go down two scores, and you come back and score another touchdown. Defense gets a stop. They played really well. And, you know, you're able to stay in it and get down there. And yet again, it's a drive into opposing territory where you can't pick up a fourth down. And that's what the ballgame hinges on. So let's let's go through kind of the, the position groups here and talk about, I don't know, position group by position, position group, how we feel about what happened with the Patriots tonight. Quarterback, um, Mac Jones, I'm going to give him a B minus here, I think, maybe a C plus. He's throwing the ball a lot. He's hitting all of the easy ones. Uh, completion percentage was up there, 31 of 42. We can't complain about that. 231 yards through the air. That's not too shabby. You know, he threw for a touchdown in there. The pick he had, a throw to Devontae Parker. Um, Parker. I think where we're going to talk about this receiver group could have made a much better play on that ball. I did not like the decision for Mac Jones to test Savian Howard one-on-one. He got burned on that same exact matchup last year. It was not a good throw either. It did not give Monte Parker a real shot at that football. And you know where they were in the field, the Patriots offense was moving the ball. They kept getting into Miami territory. And once they got into Miami territory, the wheels would come off. And that was another example of that. You get into a scoring position, you can't be turning the ball over. Um, and again, I think most of the time you throw that ball, that's not going to be a pick, but that's two times in two seasons that we've seen Mac Jones test Xavier Howard on Devontae Parker down the right sideline and get burned on it. One pick in a game alone should not cost you. There's other stuff going on there. One pick while being aggressive isn't the worst. Mac had some nice deep throws that just didn't get caught. But it's I'm looking C plus B minus range there. And I'm going to get I'm seeing all your questions, by the way. I'm going to get to a bunch of these running backs. Ah, man. C plus. Uh, this is it's tough to evaluate because the line didn't give him many opportunities. I thought Ramondre looked fine. I thought Ezekiel Elliott looked fine. Ty Montgomery didn't get a lot of run here. I think we're going to go with slightly above average on this grade and kind of leave it there because not a lot of opportunities for them to do much tonight. Um, we'll say Ramondre Stevenson had a, a run that we thought, thought was a first down that Bill Belichick challenged and did not get changed on the replay, which I think was very frustrating because he obviously got it. Didn't end up changing the outcome in any way. But when you look at the last play with Cole Strange and that play with Ramondre Stevenson, one of those getting overturned and the other one not, I think is it's a, a tough situation. Um, and yeah, you just, it's, it feels inconsistent from this perspective. The tight ends, again, I thought were, were fine. We're, we're pretty good. Mike Kosicki made some nice plays. Hunter Henry caught that touchdown. I think you wanted the two of those guys to have a little bit more of an impact on the game, but uh, and especially blocking. I didn't think they were great at blocking, but nothing horrendous there from the tight end. You know, they were solid contributors all the way through. 
I liked what I saw from those guys for the most part. Kasicki, five catches, 33 yards. Hunter Henry, six for 52 and a touchdown. That's what you like to see. They, they caught most of their targets too. Good stuff from the tight end room. Wide receiver room. This is really tough to evaluate because I, in some ways, I, like Demario Douglas was the guy who made one of the biggest plays for them and he couldn't stay on the field because he was fumbling. I question the decision not to put him back on the field, but I get it. This is a Bill Belichick thing and has been for a long time. And I don't think I can sit here and say that Bill Belichick is wrong for not putting a guy back out there when he fumbles. This has been a longstanding thing and they know what they're getting into. You got to protect the ball first and foremost. But Juju Smith-Schuster made some nice plays. There was a lot of discussion this week about his role in the offense. He looked better tonight, and I'm very, very happy about that. If he can be this kind of guy going forward, I think you're going to feel better about it. That said, the production still doesn't look great on paper. Five catches for 28 yards. Um, it's not what you're paying for. Obviously not my money, but not what they're paying for. You want to get a little bit more out of him, especially Juice. After the catch, Devontae Parker got to make a better play on that pick. Can't get boxed out like that by Xavier Howard. Outside of that, though, he was their best receiver. He looked like a, a low-end, true number one option. Six catches, 57 yards, some nice one-on-one -on -one plays um, in in space on some of that RPO stuff. So I liked to I like to see that. And then Kendrick Bourne. Like Kendrick Bourne was, was fine, not his best game. And that's about it. Uh, Jalen Rager didn't see the field at all. He got the elevation, did not play. Um, and yeah, it's uh, the receiver group is really hard to evaluate. I think I got to give him a C for the way they played tonight. That turnover really hurts. I think both turnovers were kind of on the receivers tonight in a lot of ways. Um, it's they and they they were fine, but really nothing more than that. Nothing spectacular. I think the real issue tonight comes down to the offensive line when we're talking about the issues on the offense. Left tackle, Fedarian Lowe, a guy who was brought in, you know, right when the, the roster was getting cut down there between the last preseason game and roster cuts. Um, he's, he wasn't great. He, if you look at the the tackles the, the Patriots had this offseason, you got Trent Brown, you got Riley Reef, you got Calvin Anderson, you got Connor McDermott, you got City So. Even Andrew Stuber was a guy in the building. That's six guys. So Vidarian Lowe is their their seventh best tackle. Is kind of what we're looking at right now. Uh, and that's that's what they're down to on this offensive line. They got you know street level offensive tackle level play from Vidarian Lowe. I think you got what was to be expected there. Um, I can't criticize too, too much for that because, you know, he's a guy who doesn't know the system that well coming in trying to do something, but not, not great there. Left guard Cole Strange. He had a bad play on the first drive and kind of lost, lost the drive because of it. He got called for a holding penalty later on. I think the second or third drive, uh, I think that was the third drive. And I didn't necessarily agree with the call, but it, it hurt them and stopped them in their tracks. Strange made some nice plays. We all know you made that great play at the end, which we thought was a first down. I don't think you're looking at anything spectacular from Strange. Uh, David Andrews, I think, had some real ups and downs. Michael Wenu didn't play the full game. And Antonio Maffi had to come in at right guard. Uh, Wenu, I thought, was fine at best. Uh, he still looks like he's working his way back. Moffy, I think, had some good moments, uh, but a couple of bad plays too. 
And Calvin Anderson was really rough tonight. Uh, Van Ginkle there, the, the outside linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, had his number all night long, even with help. And that was tough to see. And I think this is kind of this is kind of the issue with the offensive line right now. You got a left tackle who is their their seventh best option, considering all the guys they brought into the building. A left guard who didn't get any training camp because he got hurt. A center who was on the injury report this week. A right guard who didn't get any training camp because or or anything this summer because he's been working his way back from a surgery, from an injury from last season. And a right tackle who you expected to be your swing tackle who got sick and who missed everything this summer and didn't get cleared until the day of cutdowns. When you describe it like that and look at the play on the field, it all makes sense. I have optimism that this offensive line can come together into something decent, but it was not tonight. I think it gets a D minus based on what we saw. They couldn't get pushed in the running game against the Miami defense. They gave up 200 yards plus on the ground last week. Um, and that was, that was the issue. Really? This team has not been able to run the ball at all. And the offensive line could not do anything there. And that made everything kind of, kind of snowball from there. So, Rough stuff there. Um, yeah, it's just that that's the area where they're going to have to improve. And get Jets defensive line next week, Cowboys front seven the week after that with Micah Parsons. It's got to improve starting now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You want to win games. You want to make the playoffs. You want to be competitive in the AFC. The offensive line has to start playing better. Trent Brown, hopefully coming back from this concussion, is going to help that. And City So, you know, just being healthy and being a rotational piece should also help with that conversation we're talking about the defense but first quick word from our sponsors uh snap into action this nfl season with FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 200 in bonus bets win or lose if you've been thinking about FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of options including spreads player props over-unders and more so visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, ages 21 and up and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org. Call 800-327-50 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start, GameSenseMA.com, or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, all right. Now let's talk about the defense in this one. The defense is kind of an interesting discussion here. You hold Miami to 24 points after the Dolphins scored 36 last week. Um, you force that turnover, Christian Gonzalez with a nice pick. But it was up and down. The defense much better in the second half than the first. Took them some time to make adjustments. And I think a, a lot of credit here has to go to Miami. What McDaniel is able to do to scheme things up. Um, his offensive play calls are built to beat what they call match coverage. So that's where the defense is going to approach something and give each kind of receiver on the other team various labels and based on where they based on where they line up or where they're in motion or things like that and that's how they decide who's covering who and it's fluid and everybody has to be on the same page mcdaniel does a good job of using motions to manipulate those to get the favorable matchups that's how they got tyree kill on linebackers over and over again 
Same thing happened last week. It's very, very difficult to defend because you have to have linebackers out there and they have two guys who are so fast that no linebacker can ever cover them unless apparently you're Matt Judon down the seam with Jalen Waddle. That was an awesome play. Uh, obviously negated, but a great play from Judon to do that. Uh, so credit to McDaniel for a first half for the Dolphins. You know, we're able to put up 17 points and kind of move the ball at will. Um, frustrating to watch, but credit to McDaniel for putting that together. The second half, you know, the Patriots force a three and out. They block the field goal, which, man, Brendan's cool. That is one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. And it's a shame it got, it's going to get lost in what happened tonight. But a motion to block a field goal, unbelievable stuff there. Uh, Kyle Duggar made some nice plays too. And then, you know, you get, you get, what do you call it? They force a punt right after that. You get a pick after that. And then it's the one play touchdown drive. And it's, this is the kind of the story of the Patriots of the last couple of years is, the the defense or the the team gets off to a slow start. Patriots get down. Defense keeps the Patriots in the game. The offense slowly comes back into it, and once they're back into it, that's when you know the straw breaks the camel's back on defense, and they aren't able to hold any longer. Think back to the Cowboys game in overtime back in 2021, the Packers game in overtime last year, the Ravens game last year. The Patriots come back into it, and they. Defense could not stop Lamar Jackson at the end. Kind of what that felt like. One bad play, one bad angle, and now you're back down by two scores late in the game. So all that said, it's, I don't know, like a C-plus performance by the defense, a B-minus. The offense as a whole is going to get D-plus. I'll give the offensive performance as a whole. Maybe a C-minus if I'm feeling generous. Defense I thought was better. Um, Not awful. Not not fantastic, but relative to the competition that you're playing, I thought the defense did a pretty good job, especially when you consider how many players were hurt. You'd said before the game that it's going to be Sean Wade and Miles Bryant and Christian Gonzalez against these guys. Then I would have expected Miami to put up a lot more points. They just did it because um, they, they were able to score on a lot of possessions and you know, there's a blocked field goal and a missed field goal in there. So this easily could have turned into 30 points for Miami just based on what they had. Um, and that was, that was on special teams. Um, so Miami's offense did move the ball, did regularly put them in position. The Patriots defense made enough plays to make this a winnable game. And that's been the formula there. Um, the defensive line um, is just going to get a straight up C for me. They got pressure or the few opportunities that they actually had to get pressure, which weren't that many because of how fast Tua gets the ball out. They didn't do much against the running game. They weren't awful against the running game, but they really weren't anything good either. And I think part of the game plan was to be, they were okay giving up some of the run based on the formations they were putting out there. So that's um, based on the game plan. I'm not going to hold that against them too much. So we'll give it, give it a C there. Linebacker is a C as well. They got asked to do a lot of impossible stuff. Jawan Bentley is going to be on the field, and he's not going to be able to cover Tyreek Hill one-on-one. If he gets put in that spot, that's a scheme thing. It's an, that's a coaching thing. That's, I'm not going to hold that against Jawan Bentley. I thought they were fine. I'm going to give the corners and nice the corners and safeties get a nice B for me tonight. I thought they were very good given the circumstances. A couple of plays maybe that you want back, but by and large, pretty good stuff there. Uh, and then the special teams, nice place on special teams. 
it's just the turnovers. That's what's that's what's hurting these guys so much right now, and it's digging the hole. Um, and it's just the same formula we've seen over and over again. It feels like the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, that the offense looked better this, this today than it did at any point really the last season. And the defense is, you know, making plays and special teams is better and all that. But really, if you copy and pasted this game and put it into last season or put it into 2021, it wouldn't feel out of place. It would fit what was going on those seasons, you know bad plays at bad times, penalties when you can't have them, turnovers when you can't have them, and coming up just short. Uh, feels like they changed a lot, and the result isn't that different. And part of it is, you know, that's what's going to happen when your offensive line isn't that good and is as banged up as it is. And that's going to happen defensively when your corners are as banged up as they are. I don't know if there's a team in the NFL that can lose three of your top four corners and however many offensive tackles the Patriots have lost throughout the last couple of weeks and, and have a competitive team. So it's good, but you have to turn these into wins. You lose this game. Big picture. You have to win in Miami when you go back down there. I think you, you, you got to do that or you have to sweep the jets or the bills when you're looking at the division picture. And if you're trying to win the division, you got to win in Miami and sweep the jets or the bills. You got to find a way to win four division games and you got five of them left. That's I think what you're looking to try to do here, which is a very difficult proposition because those teams are good and hard to beat. And it means the Patriots need to start playing better football. They need to start playing better football in the first quarter. Most importantly, um, I do think one of the things that's on the Patriots' side right now, in some ways the schedule doesn't look as difficult as it may have uh, when we were looking at it this offseason. In part, no Aaron Rodgers. That's going to help you out. That's two games that are more winnable than we thought they were. That's going to allow you to, that'll give you a better chance to get out of an 0-2 hole than you would have expected. The Saints, they're going to play on Monday night. They did not look like anything special in week one. Las Vegas does not look like a particularly good team. Washington doesn't look good. Indianapolis doesn't look good. The Giants don't look that good. Uh, the Chargers just lost to the Titans. They don't look that good. The Steelers, really, I, I don't. they're going to play on Monday night, but they don't look fantastic. Denver doesn't look that good. There's a lot of very mediocre teams or worse on the schedule right now for New England and gives you a lot of chances to get back in this. But I feel like this is going to be like the last couple seasons. And if you win the games you're supposed to and lose some of the other ones, it's going to come down to what happens in the division. And losing a home primetime division game is tough, big picture. It's just these are the ones you can't give away because you're digging a hole and you're making life harder for yourself down the road. And hopefully when you see Miami again, Jonathan Jones is going to be ready and Jack Jones will be ready and Marcus Jones will be ready. And your secondary is going to play a lot better. And hopefully the offensive line will have gelled when you've got guys who have finally been able to play together. The offensive line does not look that much better at all than it did last year. And that's kind of what this all comes down to. The, the whole team kind of comes down to that one thing. The offense doesn't have a lot of explosive playmakers. The offense is going to move the ball by consistently picking up small chunks and then protecting long enough to be able to hit some of the big chunks over the top and by pushing guys out of the way and running the ball and softening up the defense that way. And if you can't protect long enough for the deep shots or get pushed in the running game, then all you're left with are short and some intermediate passes and it makes life easier on a defense. 
And these guys are not good enough to consistently put together 75-yard drives, picking up three, four yards. They're just, they're just not that good to do it that consistently. So you need the offensive line to start playing better. That is what this comes down to. Uh, and it's going to happen, have to happen next week. That's uh, that's really it. See Paul Cost in the chat. When did the Pats ever win in Miami? Um, this is why you want to win this one because you don't want that to happen. That said, 03 is what comes to mind. I think we actually just uh, – that was our trivia question last week. We were talking about that 03 game. Um, but, yeah, they, they don't win in Miami that often. I'm not remembering the last time they did off the top of my head. So you really got to you gotta make it happen. Um, there's no There's no real wiggle room left in this season. You have to be a legitimately good team over the next 15 weeks because you've been not a bad team, but not a good enough one over the first two. And the the sky is not falling here. Losing to Philadelphia at home in a vacuum doesn't, it's not the end of the world. Losing to Miami at home in a vacuum is not the end of the world. The fact that you get put in this position right off the bat and you're starting off the season the same way you've been starting off these games by putting yourself down early just puts more pressure and limits your margin forever for the rest of the season. And I don't know if these guys are good enough to win this many games in a row and string it all together when the margin forever is that thin. Uh, I hope they can figure it out because I think we've seen flashes from guys. Um, we talked about the wide receiver room too. Jalen Rager not in the field. Kayshawn Booty was a healthy scratch. And I thought that was very interesting that they wanted Jalen Rager over Booty and then didn't play Rager at all after Booty had two catches that would have been catches in college, but not in the NFL last week i think that's something to monitor whatever ends up happening there and whatever ends up happening with taekwon thornton as well because i think this shows they want some speed on the field and what we'll see what that looks like once thornton is healthy if he's healthy at some point but rager in complete non-factor in the offense didn't do anything um the other thing you're you're the gadget guy in offense too here's marcus jones who got who got hurt um so yeah it's it's tough um yeah, I see Francisco Guzman says, Pats fans overrate these wideouts. Every year I hear how great this group could be. I, I don't know if they're – rating the receivers is tough because the receivers in New England have been bad the last couple of years. Tw- the end of 2018, you know, they were, other than Gronk, it really wasn't great. 2019, the receivers were not good except for when they had Josh Gordon in one week of Antonio Brown. 2020, 2021, 2022, the receivers weren't that good. And they find, this is a league average wide receiver core at this point. It's fine. And that is a huge step up from where it's been. It's a receiving group you can win with. And I think that goes for a lot of the offense. Mac Jones, through this point, is a quarterback you can win with. These running backs are running backs you can win with. These receivers, these tight ends are players you can win with. Not a whole lot of guys you feel like you can win because of on the offense. And you feel it in a game like this or a game like last week when you need a touchdown and you have to have it and you just can't make the plays happen no matter what what it is. And when you have guys uh, who are win with but not because of, you can't have a bad offensive line. Gucci Toothbrush says it there in the chat. It all comes down to the O-line. Yep. That's the foundation. Can't build a house if the foundation isn't sturdy. This foundation isn't sturdy right now. You can change up all the stuff you want. You can have a new offensive coordinator. You can change the plays. You can change out the receivers or whatever you want to do. 
none of it's going to make that much of a difference to the end result if the quarterback doesn't have time and nobody can actually execute the offense. And it isn't, it isn't awful. That's the thing that's tough right now. Patriots moved the ball and they scored uh, a little bit, you know, 17 points and they kept getting into Miami territory and all that. It just, they couldn't consistently do enough to score. Um, and they're close. I think we all feel like this was a winnable game. And the game last week was a winnable game. And there's a world in which they're able to be 2-0 and right now. But they're not here. Uh, and it's just, it's tough. It's very, it's very, very frustrating. Um, so, yeah, 0-2 start to New England. Not where we wanted to be at this point. Not where I, I think we thought we'd be. I think we, I think as Patriots fans, we thought we were going to pick up at least one of these, these two games. Um, so yeah, I uh, just looking at the stats. Uh, Patriots actually had more first downs than the Dolphins did. Uh, they got outgained by 101 yards by Miami. Uh, Miami outpassed them by 44 yards, outrushed them by 70 yards. I think that's really what's notable. Uh, Miami actually had more penalties, but they, they the. Patriots were minus one in the turnover differential, and this is back-to-back weeks where you lose by a touchdown and you're minus one in the turnover differential. And again, if you can't block and you're going to turn the ball over, you're not going to win a lot of games. I think the rest of this team is good. It's competitive, but those two factors alone are kind of disqualifiers in a lot of ways. you got to clean that up, and that can start next week, but you have to actually see it happen. That's what this is going to come down to. I don't think I have a whole lot more to add. Um, I think this is a sad night in New England. It's a disappointing night in New England. I think we all thought this was going to go better. And the, the last time we saw them break out, the, the red jerseys was a prime time at the end of last season against a divisional opponent where Trent Brown couldn't play and the offense couldn't operate. And Patriots looked better tonight than they did that Thursday night in December against the Bills last year. But also, it didn't change the end result. Um didn't make that even that much of a difference in the score. It was 24 to 10 last year against Buffalo, 24 to 17 here against Miami, and just not, not there. They got to get over that hump, and they're not, they're not there yet. So hopefully that'll happen next week. I'll be back with Pat, I think, Wednesday night. Uh, the answer to our trivia question last week, by the way, uh, the question was who had scored the game tying touchdown in New England's win in Miami in 03? It was David Givens. Uh, I'm going to skip trivia after this. I don't think any of us are really in the mood. Maybe we'll do two on Wednesday to make up for it. Um, but yeah. Oh, and the, I hold on. I have the I have the winner for the trivia from this week. I actually don't have the winner. I didn't write that down. So I'll get that. I'll, I'll pull that up for our Wednesday show. Uh, we're we're all out of sorts in New England here. So that's where that's where the Patriots are. I know John and Taylor are going to be on soon doing their post game show if they haven't started already. Um, so definitely go tune in to them. Uh, otherwise, I am Matt St. Jean. Pat and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about what the Patriots have to do to get in the winning column for the first time this season against the New York Jets. The Zach Wilson-led, potentially, New York Jets on Sunday. So long from, uh, from us here at Pat Station Network. Have a good night.